Welcome to Young Adult at Heart, Great YA Reads for All Ages. I'm Kristen, and with me is... Lexis! And today we are presenting All the Bright Places by Jer- Jeremy... By Jennifer Niven. You know, it sounds like Jeremy Piven. <laughs> A little bit, yeah. Who's yeah. <laughs> the 90s actor. <laughs> Sorry. Not quite the same person. No, it's definitely not. It'd be a very different book if Jeremy <laughs> Piven wrote it. It'd be less sad. It would be. Uh, today's book was chosen by Alexis. Ooh, it's me. So she's going to give us you know, a bit of a summary. Yeah. My summary, I have an arc of the book. Kristen read the published version, so my, my summary might be a little, a little different. So, um, okay, we have two characters. We have Violet and Finch, Theodore Finch. Violet has a very rough life right now. She is dealing with the death of her sister and her life changing around that. So her friend dynamic changing and she doesn't really want to be in school anymore. She's not interested in life as it was. And then Finch has always kind of been a crazy person He's clinging to anything that will keep him awake and in the present, as he likes to call it. Um, not a spoiler, but he is bipolar, clearly. Very manically undiagnosed bipolar, so he struggles with that. And in the very beginning of the book, they meet on the ledge of their school's bell tower when Violet is up there, not really contemplating suicide, but kind of contemplating suicide. Mm-hmm. And yep. Finch does it just because he likes to kind of count all the ways you can die, which is not that healthy. It was very informative, though. It was very informative. It was kind of, kind of scary, though. I, I learned some really interesting, yeah. horrible things. Yeah, I felt like I was talking to Sylvia Plath the oh entire time I read it. Yeah. That's totally, oh, wait. I'm going to talk about the bell jar later. But anyway. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, they team up. For a class project, they've discovered the natural wonders of their state and the more they discover about the state. However, unwillingly for Violet and willingly for Finch, they fall in love, which means different things to both of them. And then things change. And I'm not going to spoil it. That's a really good description. Yeah. Without without spoiling. Yeah. All right. So, um... Before we move any further, I should mention this book wrecked me. Yes. So if you listen to our first podcast, Alexis said that I would need tissues, and this is my tissue box yeah. that has been with me. Um, it's half full, so I've been I've been using it. We, we might end up using the rest anyway. of them. You might actually want to take a guess now how many times we cried talking about this book. Oh, quite a few. Yeah. <laughs> quite a few. So I am not normally a fan of sad books. Me neither, which is interesting because I picked this book. You did. Yeah. And I would say this book was a little slow to start for me because I knew it was going to be sad. And just because I was a young adult librarian, I already knew what it was going to be about. Yeah. Um, or I'm spoiling. It's yeah, suicide. Yes. Because there were, there were several books that came out pretty fast that had to do with teen suicide. Yeah. The other one was what, the, about the whole dark... Um, I actually, I wrote that in my Regal Likes, it was My Heart and Other Black Holes, that which was... I did not like as much as this one. So I didn't even want to read that one, because I didn't want to read this one, and I knew how much you liked it. So I picked it up last week, and I read a little bit, and I was kind of, meh. And then I realized I had to have it read, so I read it for two hours straight in my car before I came here today, crying my eyes out in the parking she lot. She sent me pictures, it was amazing. Of me crying my eyes out. Makeup was running, my face was red. <laughs> It was awful. So um, this is not a book I would normally read because I don't like being wrecked. Um, but it was fabulous. Yes. So, so thank you for making me go outside my comfort very zone. Welcome. To be fair, I, I cried today as well. I had a friend pass away last night. So And that was not at all had anything to do with the timing of the book. We picked this book last year. Yeah. Um, and then there was a very large pause in our recording schedule. Yeah, it turns out it's a lot harder to put a podcast on iTunes than you might realize. Yeah. So we did Red Queen in November 2015, which is why if you listen to it, you might be like, why Why is it in February? It's not that new a book. Well, it was kind of newish when we did it. Yeah. And um, when we finished, we said we were going to do All the Bright Places. So all, even though All the Bright Places was written in 2015, we wanted to kind of keep it that promise we made so 15 <coughs> months later I read it thank you Alexis oh you're welcome the good news is 
this book is still set to become a movie now that we have waited so long in recording this we are closer to the film coming out so now we're relevant yeah it's slated to come out next year was it l l fanning i believe yeah yeah i just find it so interesting that they bought the rights to this book before the book was done being written i know it's gonna be a good i know i need an agent like that to pitch the idea of my book and have people just be like, I need it for a movie. That was Red Queen. I know. And then there's another young adult one coming out about sending teenagers to Europa to discover water. Oh. I'll look up the name for next time. Oh. But uh, the movie rights were already bought and the book's not done yet. Hmm. Why one would send teenagers to Europa, I don't know, but I read it on a listserv that Sounds... if you want to find a beach, you send a teenager and they'll find you the beach. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a, a Hunger Games kind of thing there. Mm-hmm. When in doubt, send the kids. <laughs> if you love your children, throw them in the pool. <laughs> send them to Jupiter's moon. It's totally fine. <laughs> All right. So, um, main characters. This book had two. Yes. I would go so far as to argue and say one. You would not call Finch a main character? I would not. I am torn about considering the main character because, and I have this written later, he he felt like a manic pixie dream boy, not girl, but he felt that way to me because he he existed for a half of the novel and he only existed, I felt, he only existed to teach Violet a lesson about life. He got her out of her depression. I mean, ultimately killing himself and wrecking her again in the end, but you're left with the feeling that everything will be okay, whereas before, she wouldn't even get in a car. Yeah, and you totally just spoiled the ending. Sorry. That's okay. That's fine. Oh, well. Yeah, I think I think you knew. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I think you knew pretty quick <laughs> what was going to happen. Yeah. The whole thing at the end, though, about, you know, when you die, and you, you remember the people you love. So I don't want to... I don't want to push him under as not a main character. I want him to be a main character because I did fall in love with him. and I did too, and I loved him. I liked him more than Violet. I thought he had way more personality than Violet. A lot of personality. Yeah, but again, that also comes back to Manic Pixie Dream Girl. The quirky girl serves as a purpose to teach the main character something before she goes, goes away. away into the wind and does, I don't know, something Zoe Deschanel would do. <laughs> Sing a song. She is a manic pixie dream girl. <laughs> yeah. She really is. Yeah, it's cute. Hmm. Um. All right. <laughs> I liked him. I just I. I don't know. Didn't really think he was main character. I mean, he was, but was he? <laughs> so when Alexis did her description summary of the book. She gave a little background about the characters and Violet, her older sister, who was like a year older than her, died in a car accident. They were both in the car. Um, Eleanor died. Violet lived. She's a survivor. And she's just sort of going through the motions of life. She was a writer and she had like a webzine with her sister. Yeah. And not anymore. Um, She she couldn't write after the accident. Um, She had to talk to a counselor. But she was just sort of giving the counselor what she wanted to hear. And she was really just counting down. She was counting down until graduation. But I don't really know why. Because she didn't really seem to want to go anywhere. She, like, I, I kind of got the feeling that she wanted to leave just to get away from everything that her sister had ever touched in her life. But then, again, she wouldn't go anywhere that wasn't less than five miles away because she wouldn't get in a car. How was she getting anywhere? I don't know. She wanted to go to school somewhere tropical, wasn't it? I can't remember. Oh, I don't remember. I remember UCLA. <coughs> that was... It was pretty much anywhere, as far away as she could get. She no wanted to snow. Go. So yeah. they never mentioned it, but it must have been snowing when the car accident yeah. happened. Um, I mean, I think it was icy on the bridge. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she didn't want to go, to go near snow. And, you know, she meets Finch. Oh, she's also... Not from Indiana. So this book takes place in Indiana. Yeah. And she's a California girl. Yeah. And her mom taught at NYU. And I don't even know why you'd move to Indiana, but they moved to Indiana. What's so, even in Indiana? Uh, the high, one of the highest points of Indiana yeah, now. The tiny little hill. <laughs> I know. The Guinness book, the Guinness World Records book, they have that p- biggest painted ball. That's oh, in, that's I in forgot Indiana. that was in Indiana. Yeah, that's Indiana. That is a good, maybe we well, should go. Larry Bird <laughs> is from Indiana. Do I know who that is? Oh my gosh. 
He's a basketball player. Was a basketball player. I, full disclosure, I know nothing about sports. Nothing. This is like the 80s, right? 90s. It's fine. It wasn't alive. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um, so she, she knows more like of Finch than really. Yeah. She knows more of like the rumors because. Yeah. It's not really touched until like two thirds into the book. Um, but Finch has to meet with a guidance counselor, and his guidance counselor brings up that you know he thinks that Finch is bipolar. And Finch comes from a family where unless you have a fever, you're not sick, so no one talks about his issues. Um, so he does all these manic things, and people just think he's a crazy freak. So she knows like the crazy freak, air quotes, things that he does, but she didn't really know him as a person uh, because she had only lived in this town for couple of years yeah and she was in the popular crowd and he was not so their paths never really never crossed mm-hmm. but once they get together i thought they were adorable i did i loved them together i it hurt but i loved them together and uh, still not gonna go with that he's a main character <laughs> still right. i'm not convinced yet all right fine side characters who do you want to um, talk about there was like a million and none of them even None of them really mattered enough, except his friends. None of the other side characters mattered enough for me to remember them beyond their stereotypes. But I thought they had, they had layers. They did, for being side characters. Mm. And I mean, <laughs> in a book that's like 400 pages. <coughs> Sorry, I'm under the weather. And it's, I mean, it's high school, so yeah. you can imagine all the side characters, if it's two teenagers in high school, in a 2,000-person high school. True. It's a lot of people. <laughs> There, I think there were too many side characters, was mm-hmm. my thing. Mm-hmm. It, was, it wasn't quite as bad as Game of Thrones, with the million characters with full backstories, but I don't, I don't know. I, well, who do you like? I liked Brenda. I thought she was great. She was pretty cool. She, I, was, she was the kind of girl I was friends with in yeah. high school. But nobody else really struck a chord with me. Like, Charlie, Charlie was his best friend who always talked about not wanting to be the stereotypical black guy but he was totally fine with being a stereotypical dude and yeah. always talking about like oh I've had sex with this girl I've had sex with that girl and it served no purpose to me I don't know yeah oh you're kind of killing for me now Alexis sorry <laughs> sorry too much of my writing background I think I mean I think for what it was I, I enjoyed having all those extra yeah characters. And they didn't, like, crowd the book. I'll give you that. There were a lot of them, but they didn't make it too confusing. It was enough so that if Violet said she wanted to go to a friend's house, like, she had, like, enough friends that she could go to someone's place. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I know who that person is now. Yeah. Yeah, because that person talked about that person. Well, the, the, purpose, that person. the purpose of a side character is to reflect... What you want the reader to see in, sorry, in getting into ben, the authory things again. It. Reflect what you want the reader to see in your main character. The side characters are a reflection of, because think of your friends. They're a reflection of who you are as a person. You're friends with them for a reason. So really, the side characters were just an extension of whatever personality traits you wanted the, the reader to see that your character did or didn't have. So comparing Romer and, uh, oh God, what was the boyfriend's name again? Ryan. Ryan, Ryan Cross, ugh, perfect Ryan Cross, to Finch, and they're, one's the bully, the other one's just the stereotypical, nice, perfect boyfriend, and then there's Finch, who strips naked and goes in a, in a, in a river with a crane, and I don't right know. next to the school. Yeah. During a fire drill that I'm pretty sure he started. Exactly. And then, they served their purpose, but I think I would have done it you know what's interesting, too? In the book, Finch talks a lot about how all he really needs is Violet. It could just be them together in the world and nothing else matters. And in a way, the story was built so that nothing else really did matter. And It's not like 13 Reasons Why, where the main character, whose name I can't remember. Put it in Amanda. Maybe. Are you 
I'm very sorry to everybody who read that book. I loved it, but I don't sorry, remember. Sorry, Jay Asher. It's been a while. If you ever listen to this. Oh, I love, I love your book. I love your books. <laughs> um, but, I mean, her side character, uh, or it's his, Jay Asher's side characters, I mean, they're the reasons the main character killed herself. Mm -hmm. um, and I never felt like these side characters were the reason why Finch did what he did. It was more like his internal. Yeah demons and yeah. you not being properly diagnosed. Which is really sad because he had a, a pretty bad life. Yeah. Like let's let's talk about his family. Oh. Let, let's talk about his family. Because they are definitely side characters. Right. <clears throat> his father yes. was also just a stereotypical bully. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's I mean, there's the scene when they go to dinner and he punches Finch in the head yeah. and Finch runs up the stairs and it's like nothing ever happened and it's never really addressed and you get the idea that it's happened to him his whole life. Yeah. And his mother never... She took it. Yeah, she never... Which happens. ...tried to stop him. And I get I get that it happens. I mean, my won't get into my family dynamic, but I've seen it happen before. But there were enough adults in his life that somebody... Realistically, if this happened in the real world, somebody would have stepped in. Because he's a minor. Yeah. I like to think so. I don't know. Can we get deep and talk about like mental illness and how it's, yeah. just, it's just not <clears throat> talked about? And, it's really not. And people, they want to sweep it under the rug and they don't want to be labeled. And, yeah. Yeah. And there, you can't see something wrong, so there must not be something wrong. And it's just, it's tragic that people can't, won't, don't want to talk about Absolutely. these issues that they're having. Absolutely. It's still seen as being weak or mm -hmm. less than or abnormal. And I would say the person who cared the most was Violet because she loved him and she did not yeah. know what to do. She wasn't equipped. Yeah. And the people that should have loved him the most, his parents, they never addressed it. I did love how upset Violet's upset Violet's parents were yeah. at Finch's parents. Yeah. Well, mostly, you you definitely see the, the relationship dynamic between both sets of parents. Oh, where are my notes? See, I have extra you've notes, notes, you've notes. I have extra notes. In, in between, there are two chapters that are right next to each other. I only have the page numbers written down. I don't have the, the chapters. But specifically, you see... Finch at home with his family and Violet at home with her family. And Violet is in her room building a word wall and, you know, getting back into being a, a healthy teenager again yeah. and partaking in life. And her parents are mad at her because she skipped school and, you know, they're very calm about it and they sit and they're concerned. Whereas Finch never goes to school, ever, pretty much. His sister pretends to be his mother all the time. His mother has no idea. Neither does his father. He's upstairs tearing everything out of his walls. Mm. And nobody Living in a closet. Checks. Yeah, nobody no. checks. No. They just assume he's Finch being Finch. Even his best friend. Yeah. When Violet was concerned, they're like, oh, that's just how he is. Yeah. And no one really thought to check on him. So, oh my gosh, it was so sad. Really, really was. Really was. Please have a, a, a moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <coughs> Do you want to uh, talk about interesting parts of the book? Okay. I wish everyone could see her notes. Her notes are ridiculous. <laughs> Maybe we can upload a picture with of her. your notes. Yeah, we should. Um, for the record, I wrote all of these notes yesterday. It's amazing. I they, had a lot to say. Yeah. I, I have like three words written down. But you're, you're much more prepared than I am this time because I just wasn't... Two years of grad school preparing me for this. You're ready. I, well, what do you, character flaws. Do you think character flaws for, for just the main characters? We won't get into his parents or anything because they are just flawed people. Yeah. Yes. Gosh, I, I hate to say, like, the thing just, like, not recognizing. I feel like he did recognize that he needed help, but he yeah, never... Yeah, he didn't know how to get the help, though. Yeah. So I don't want to call it a flaw, because I think that... I didn't, I didn't have any character flaws. My... I, I had, like, world 
flaws, I guess, the world of the book. Okay. Let's do I it. mean, I've been I've been complaining to you about this for the past hour now. Just the the adults, every adult in the book. It was it was almost as bad as the killing your character's parents so that they're out of the way and they can run around and do things without ever getting caught or in trouble. Yeah. But instead, all of the adults and the parents were there and nothing. Mm-mm. Nothing. For God's sakes, it opens with him standing on the ledge and he's already on probation for throwing, a, what was it, a, a chair? A chalkboard. A, chalk, a chalkboard, yes. <clears throat> and... It, they ask him all the time, are you suicidal? Meanwhile, this, I want to call him a man, but he's not. This boy, every day is looking up different ways to kill himself. Yeah. And was standing on a ledge, and people bully him in person and online, and no one sees this. No one notices. No one. My nephew, my nephew is in high school. My nephew is a freshman in high school. Last week, I picked him up from school, and he said, I almost just got into a fight. I said, what happened? So I was walking out of class, and this kid stopped me and said, hey, heard you were talking to my girlfriend. My nephew was like, I don't even know you're talking. I went, a whole other story with my nephew and the girls. The kid punched him in the face a couple of times. My nephew wasn't hurt at all, and he wasn't that concerned, but he said, if we were out of school, I would have killed him. <coughs> Sorry. And I said, well, was anybody there? Did anybody stop him? He said, yeah. Teachers came out immediately. You know, yeah, he was yeah. suspended. Why did that never happen in this? Well, I mean, he, I mean, he was definitely suspended for breaking the chalkboard. He was suspended, but not the kids that bully him. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, there was a, there's a scene where Romer and um, him go at it in the locker room. And the gym teacher catches yeah. them. But the gym teacher is also the baseball coach and rumors on the baseball team so, which is insane so it never gets reported but i mean i just know, i remember i remember high school and there there were definitely fights and as soon as the fight happened there was always a teacher yeah there's always a teacher there and yet in here they don't they don't get in trouble for that ever but finch and violet are late to class one time and end up in detention one time mm. i don't i don't know that was just a big problem for me i mean it could also be i don't know how old the author is but I mean, that's also, we're Jersey. I mean, this is Indiana. Maybe true. It's, maybe it's different. That's true. If you leave New Jersey. <coughs> we really have, like, a no tolerance. Yeah. Tolerance and it's also that. hard. I mean, on Violet's end anyway, like, her parents, I think her parents should have been more all over her about the whole depression and not wanting to partake in life anymore thing. Yeah. But I'm also 25. I've never been a parent. And but I was... I was depressed like this at one point in my life, and I didn't tell my mom, and it kind of went just under under the radar. Yeah, I, think, I didn't want anybody to know. I think for most people, depression goes under yeah the radar because, like we talked about before, people don't want to talk about it. Yeah. So I get I get the idea of her parents trying to give her space because they think it's what she needs, but as far as the Adults in the school go, I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. Where are the security cameras? Nothing. There's nothing. There's literally nothing. And we, we learned that Violet could pick locks. That's how she got to the bell tower. How did Finch get up the bell tower? Or, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't, I just don't, I don't know. Did not like the adults. No. I know you didn't. I know you too. As an adult. And a parent, that was annoying. That's most of these notes you see are my complaints about parents. The parents, and then over, moving on, like to the setting, because the setting I think plays a major role in the book. Yes, it was actually, I would say, partially setting in, inspired in the plot. I mean, it most of their relationship revolved around exploring. Yeah, exploring places around them. So they are in Indiana. And they're seniors in high school, and they have a geography teacher. And Finch talks about in the beginning of the book that they created this new textbook, and it was exploring Indiana, getting to know your state. So their big senior project is they have to pair up, and they have to explore and get to know two areas that are mentioned in this book. Yeah. To better appreciate where they live. So Finch... 
kind of ambushes Violet into being, literally, he yells it across the room. I loved that. Excuse me, my partner. <laughs> and they're partners. And the, I lost track of how many places they went to. It was only supposed to be two, but Finch kept coming up with reasons why, like, they didn't count. Yeah. And they should really go and do another place. Yeah. And they sort of took a whole geocaching approach to it where... When they were there, they were going to live in the moment, so they, they did a little bit of recording for the project, but it was mostly just trying to enjoy it as it happened, but they were going to leave something yes. behind, a little piece of them, which I thought was a nice touch. I thought it was good. Again, back to the manic pixie dream boy thing. He, she, think about it. She wouldn't get in a car. She would only ride her bike. It took him 10 minutes to get her in a car. No, it was it was longer than that. I mean, or it was it wasn't like super long. But he he showed up with the car and was like, "We are going here, and you can't ride your bike." And she said, "No." And he said, "Go sit in the car. I'll be over here." She's like, "Okay." I think she felt bad too. Why did she feel bad? Oh, because I think she was supposed to be figuring out like where they were supposed to go next. Yeah. She was at a party. So she, maybe, yeah, I think guilt maybe had something yeah. to do with it. She should have felt a lot of guilt towards her parents after all that time. To not want to get in a car with them. For God's sake, she rode her bike to school in the snow. And it took one boy to get her in the car. It was a special boy. And then she was just fine. She was just fine in the car. She was just fine. It, like, it would never, it was never brought up as an issue again. After that one time, it was just, cars are cool. It's great. Well, I find it interesting that she never, you never read about her getting in the car with anyone else. True. That is it very was true. only her in the car with him until she started driving herself. But yeah. you never hear about anyone else yeah. driving her. He also got her to write again. It's true. Well, you know what? It's only, it's not even 400 pages. You got you got to move the pace. I know. I know. I just... He felt like too much of the be-all, end-all of her problems. I like characters that solve their problems on their own, not somebody else solving them for them. Mm-hmm. But I feel like... I mean, he definitely was, like, the catalyst for her change. But I think a lot of it, she worked out for herself. Like, the writing. I, I enjoyed... True. Like, her, she'd make her post-it yes. notes and her, yes. her thought boards, and then she'd rip it down and she'd start again. And I liked that she did come to the idea of doing something on her own, on her own, rather than him saying, why don't you do something else without your sister now? Yeah. But I still felt like he he played too much of a, too much of a role in, I just, I don't know, I can't get the Manic Pixie Dream Boy thing out of my head. Oh, yeah. Oh. I listened to a lecture on it. Not recently, I but I went to the lecture when I was at school, and it was very good. I also read romance novels, so like you know, I'm, I'm used to books where there is like a strong presence that will drive you in the direction that you yeah. need to go. So it doesn't it doesn't phase yeah. me the same way. Well, I've I've already spoiled the book for you, so I do like that in the end she she's prepared to continue on with her life with. Without him or her sister, with on her own, and I feel like she was so strong. I mean, she confronted yes. her parents, and you know, she said, "You know, you might not have liked him, but I loved him, and I yeah. want to talk about him." And I know it hurts, but I want to talk about my sister. I, I want to talk about her voice. Oh my god, it was <laughs> don't I can't handle it. No, okay. but I, I loved it. I I love how strong she became. Yes, and then okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take another turn. We okay. talk about writing, so. Her and her sister had a webzine, which I had never heard of a webzine, so... I didn't know it was a real thing either. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a thing. What was it? Eleanor and Violet.com. Um, she let the domain name expire, and then she started a new webzine, and it was germmagazine.com. And it was called Germ, because it was part of a quote that I should have written down, but yeah, even, like, happiness starts with yeah, Germ. Yeah. It, was, it made sense. So, you know, librarian, I'm like, is this a real thing? <laughs> www.germmagazine.com. It is a real thing. And that's so cool. I love authors that do that. Love it, love it, love it. And Jennifer Niven started it, but she has different contributors. And actually, that's how I knew it was going to be a movie, because there was a, a banner ad that yeah. talked about the movie. So yeah. it, it looked like it was really well put together. Yes. It was very visually appealing. More like a Tumblr, I guess. I liked it. I, I liked like Tumblr. It was great. I'm just learning to use Tumblr. I might be 25, but I'm like an 85 on the inside. I'm too old for Tumblr. <laughs> I get it. But yeah, I, like Alexa said, I, I like books that have like that extra yes. touch. There was this, there was this book. Oh my gosh, like 10 years ago. It was like Kathy's Lost Key or 
I don't know. There's a girl, and maybe a sister was missing, and there was like a mysterious man, and the book was written like a journal, and there was like a phone number, and you call the phone number, and like everything sort of connected to everything else. So yeah. there was like web addresses you could go to, phone numbers you could call. Well, there's a new trend. I can't. Oh, I'm so sad. I can't remember this now. I'm, I might covertly look it up on my phone while Kristen talks. Oh, but oh, okay. there's a there's a trend of authors. Posting their books directly online in segments and in chapters and having it be interactive. Sorry, Wattpad. Yes, it's actually on Wattpad. Wattpad. Yes. Yes. You know why I know Wattpad? Because I read that horrible, horrible book, that One Direction fan. Oh, no, that Harry Styles one. Oh, Before I Fall or... Oh my gosh, 500 no. pages of my life. I'll never get back, but I couldn't stop reading it. No, you but just broke my heart. She was a Wattpad sensation. She made like millions of dollars, that author. Uh, I feel like she sold the movie rights. Uh, Wattpad, look it up if you are an aspiring writer. Just the way to go. Don't read that one. Don't, oh yeah, it was, it was kind of soul-sucking. Yeah. But whatever. We'll save that did, one for another wait, day. Did Harry Styles like... Sue her? No, the One no. Direction her fans were just freaking out. Oh, okay. Because I, I remember reading something about it a while ago. She painted him in a poor light. Although he's never, she never says it's Harry Styles. No, but she alludes to it. Yeah. And I remember reading the description. He's like an abusive, it was awful. psychologically and like. Manipulative. Oof. Yeah. In college. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. I mean, he's not really in college, so you know it's not real. Well, yeah, it was always oh, awful. Anyway, that's Wattpad. Oof. That's Wattpad in a nutshell. I totally forget where we were going with this. I know. I, got so I just. I know. By... <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we can just pick back up. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, yep. Go. go I was going to talk about um, more interesting things about the book. So, each chapter. Oh yes. They say if it's Violet, or if it's Finch. Well, it's, it's first. It's divided into three sections. Start with that. The three sections are. I have the pictures. Well, it's on the cover too. The, the sticky notes, which I just realized because I'm an idiot. These are the sticky notes of his wall. That's yeah, the blue of his wall. Post-its. Oh, I love it. And the post-its have a picture of a bird, which is a finch, and a flower, which is a violet. And okay. the first section starts out with a post-it of the finch and a post-it of the violet. And the second section is the violet first and then the finch. And then the third one is just the violet. The violet. And seeing just that violet on my first and second read through hurt me in ways I have never heard before. I can't even explain it. It was awful. It was the visual cues alone. You don't even need to know what's happening, and you just know. You know. It's, it's it's over. Ugh. So she broke the book up into three sections, but then for the chapters, they're set up so that Violet is counting down. How many days left till graduation? Yes. And Finch is counting up. How many days? Since he's been he... awake. Yes. He calls us asleep and awake, and asleep is when he loses his time. Yes. Um, those are the low points of the the bipolar. So yeah. when he's at a low, he's asleep, and when he's at a high, everything's great, and he's awake. So I don't know if you noticed, but it's counting along, counting along, counting along. It you know, some point Violet. Things start to turn around, so she's no longer counting yeah. to graduation anymore. Yeah. She even has the calendar on her yeah, wall, right? She stops it with yeah. that, yeah. Finch <coughs> stopped writing how many times he was awake. Yeah. So I almost wonder, at those points, is he now asleep? He, it's like, it's like he can feel the darkness looming. I wrote that down somewhere. I had to stop because I was getting so upset. He, he can feel... He can feel the depression, the low seeking, seeping back in, and he knows nothing is going to stop it. I, I get that he was trying to use Violet as a band-aid to make it work because mm. she made him happy, so he was hoping that she would just fix something that she yeah, couldn't, yeah. and he had a disease. I just it was interesting that he stopped counting days awake and I'm like oh my gosh he's asleep I mean in one of his latest chapters I think he says he's been awake for 80 days I but, but the I think the very last one it said the day of but I think he's missed like he is missing time like yeah. so, so you can kind of almost tell like this is like this is him going under You're like his where's it at 
Here it is. Finch, day 75. The cadence of suffering has begun. I am in pieces. That's it. That's the whole chapter. And then Violet's, at that point, they're just saying what day it is. It's like a diary entry. Yeah. So, do you... My bachelor's degree is in English, so I should be better at this, but I'm not. <laughs> um, the author talks, the author has the characters talk a lot about really great authors, other authors, like yes. Virginia Woolf. Yes. Right? And I, I actually really enjoy, like, the quoting, the Virginia Woolf quoting, quoting, and it makes me want to go back now and read some Virginia Woolf. I actually just took some out the other day. Perfect. Good to know we have it in the library, so that I can now get some. Yeah. Um. And then she never even mentioned to it, but we talked about like, the bell jar. Yes. Like, what, every time Finch would go off, like, in his head on his tangents, like, they'd be italicized. And it made me think of the bell jar. And, you know, I am, I am, I am. Always italicized. I am, I am, I am. And just trying to hold on to something yeah. when everything is slipping away. Trying to find something concrete. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. Wonderful. I know there were a lot of people. I, I read some reviews online. There were a lot of people. People within the writing community and people without the writing community that had problems with the depiction of this disease and depression in teenagers. Um, won't cite any names, but an author that I know wrote a review. He was not happy with the way it was depicted because he had a child that age and just he thought things would go differently. I, I thought it was pretty well written. Yeah. In light of the diseases that it was talking about. I think she did a good enough job that I was able to diagnose it. Yes. Yes. Because as I'm reading it, like at first, you know, I, Maybe he's on the spectrum. Yeah. Maybe he's depressed. But then as you got to see his characteristics and his mannerisms, the things he was doing, just, you know, from research I've done, I was like, oh, okay, he's bipolar. Yeah. The first read-through, I was halfway through before I figured out the awake and the asleep was the highs and lows of the bipolar. I thought, I don't know what I thought. I just, I wasn't sure where he was going with it. I'm trying to find. I know. Usually in the beginning of the book, under all of the publisher information, they have like tags of what the book's about. And I thought I remembered this one tagging bipolar disorder, but it, it's tagged. <coughs> oh, sorry about that. Friendship, suicide, emotional problems. I thought it would be tagged bipolar now I'm not sure why I thought that is in the beginning of yours I'm actually I'm at the end oh you have authors notes. I have authors notes oh. and uh, she talks about you know every 40 seconds someone in the world dies by suicide yeah which means that every 40 seconds someone is left behind to cope with the loss yeah and uh, she lists quite a few organizations um, that you can go to so she lists several suicide prevention organizations um has you know helped diagnosing mental illness in teens, somewhere for some, some information for survivors, bullying and abuse. Yeah, and I think you know I, I work with teens for eight years, and this kind of stuff it it does call to them. And yes, I, I think having all the that information listed, you know, it it does a service. And I think even when you take something. Like bipolar, bipolarism, and you read a book about it, it, it starts to open up dialogue yes. and discussion. It's less serious and taboo. And it's good for teenagers because I know a lot of what authors are, are pushing to do and are pushed to do right now is to open up dialogue for teenagers who have nowhere else to talk about this or even in the sense of in- inclusive, inclusivity. I cannot I like say it. that word. I like it. Yes. Um, just having characters that are not your standard 16-year-old white girl, brown hair, falling in love with boy next door, having, having characters that represent who the reader 
is. There, there needs to be more diversity yes. in books. Yes. Diversity, not even beyond skin color, race, religion. Diversity in people's truths, the, the, the lives that they live. So having a, being diagnosed with a disease as a teenager that you, you won't have friends that are bipolar. You don't have support groups. You can't really talk about it. Mm. Having a book that talks about it is very important. <coughs> and it, you know, it gives a starting point. Yes. If you will. Yes. I totally want to leave a post-it note in a book. I do that in the post-it note books sometimes. Yeah. I, when I would, when I would uh, shelf-read the John Green books, they always leave notes in the yeah. John Green books. Yeah. But I'd leave a post-it in this one. Yeah. I would too. Are you talking about how lovely? <laughs> how lovely you are. No, my heart. <laughs> my heart. So... We've probably covered a lot of the other things that I, that we normally try to talk about. Yeah, um, like the, the tropes, the missing parents that all forever bother me. Sorry, Jennifer Niven, I loved your book. I just have a thing with parents. Yeah, I love parents there. Um, how about relatableness of the characters? Um, do you empathize with them? Do they make you care? I bawled like a baby, so yeah. It, yeah, yeah, definitely. She, per- I would... I'd go so far as to say she perfected her empathy game. Jennifer Niven, this is. Mm-hmm. She knew exactly what strings to pull and how to pull them and when to pull them. It was the timing and just everything, the way it unfolded. It was so perfect. I'm not a crier. I was telling Kristen this earlier. I'm not a crier. There are not a lot of books out there that get me and make me cry. I had to pause in reading this the first time, put a bookmark in, and and sit and ugly cry for a few minutes, because I could not focus, I was too upset. Bravo. It was <laughs> so crushing. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, yeah, anything, anything that can make me ugly cry like that. Yeah. It's, and we were liars. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that in a second. Yeah. Um, but you, you think about relatableness and young adult, and I've mentioned... In our first podcast, that one of the reasons I prefer science fiction and fantasy is because you don't necessarily feel an age for the yes. character. They're almost ageless. Yes. And with this, I mean, they were very much in high school, but I still, I still could relate to them. And yes. I think because the overall theme and mental illness and having, you know. It's something that everybody experiences, they you know. Do. Like you, everybody, everybody goes through high school. Everybody has to deal with bullies at one point in time, and heartbreak and tragedy. Unfortunately, it touches a lot of us. Yeah. Ooh, I'm not going to start crying right now. Uh, and it's it's the universal truth that everyone experiences. Yeah. You know? I, I do like to think that people are becoming more open yeah, mm-hmm. with mental illness. And, you know, I'm a mother, and you know, there's. You know, postpartum depression, and you know that's something people don't talk about. And you know, I'm very lucky that I have a good, you know, group of people, and you know, it's issues that we talk about. You know, yeah. so people are more willing to talk and to listen, and I think that is what made this book, you know, so powerful. That I mean, this could be a 17 year old boy. You know, it could be your parent. Yeah, you know? it's pretty great. Um, I thought it was beautiful. Yeah. So real quick. The books that have destroyed us. Go. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> well, obviously anything by John Green. Oh, my. The Thawner Stars. Uh, I listened on audiobook and I ugly cried. I know. I know. I remember when you told me to read it. I'm sorry. It was so good, prepared. Though. It was so good. Oh, my gosh. And then when her biography, her biography came out, hey, what was her? I don't remember. I'm, name hazel grace was her name in the book but oh oh i wanted to read that yeah i never i never got to read it i put it on hold yeah. here and i missed my hold for it it's the star will not go out yes yeah. oh i, I, I just was so hard to get through i just saw it i, I lost it yeah because of the because of fault in our stars and yeah you mentioned we were liars which was not expecting no what happened I there picked it up without reading a single thing about it it was recommended to me and good lord was that ee e. lockhart 
Yes. Okay, yes. yes. So that one will crush yeah. your soul if you want to cry. Oh my goodness. Please ignore Vera Dietz, A.S. King. I didn't read that one. It was very good. That she one. she was faculty member at my school. She's a very lovely person, prolific author, amazing. Very good book. 13 Reasons Why. Yes. Oh, that was another one. Ugly, ugly chest heaving. I think that was my first Sounds. book that I'd ever read about. Um, suicide? Childhood death, suicide. Yeah, that, that was the first. I read it a long time ago. And that, is it a movie coming out or a Netflix show? Netflix show coming out at the end of this month. Okay. I have it programmed in my phone to remind me. I think Selena Gomez <coughs> is yes. one of the um, producers. Yeah. He actually... The anniversary, the 10-year anniversary of the book. Oh, am I that old? (laughs) (laughs) He was at NJLA last year, our library conference. Oh, my gosh. I I am that old. I love Dash. I have a selfie with him. You do? I'm so jealous. Oh, the anniversary, he he re-released the book with an alternate ending where she does not die. Really? I didn't read it. Yes. I don't know if I'd want to read that. I don't, I'm very partial to the original. I don't but like I think they, I would be interested. I don't like when they do that. that makes, it's almost like when um, you watch a movie and it's like, oh, here's the alternate ending. I'm like, no, I need closure. Like, you need to give me how it ended. That's probably what bothered me about Clue the first time I saw it. Oh, I All of the endings. <laughs> Too many endings. Too many. Oh, my gosh. If for some reason you're really young and watching this, you should go write Clue. Yes. So good. Oh. On VHS. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, angst level. How angsty were the characters? I said Eleanor. I said, that's a seven. Eleanor, Eleanor and Park. Is that very angsty? Not. Which one? Mostly Finch. Okay. He had. It's again. It comes back to his disease, his bipolar disorder. But everything about that. It gave me angst. I, he had a horrible family. Horrible family. And nobody liked him in school except his, he had two friends. It, mm. All except for the fact that he seemed like a funny guy. He was very intelligent. and yeah. That's so funny because I'm like the total opposite. I, I, I angsted as a hazel grace, which is like a number one. Like, not angsty at all. I didn't feel like there was drama. Like it just, it felt so... Real, like it wasn't like whiny. Oh, my life, what was me? Like it was real, yeah. Issues, it was, but I looked forward to the day we would disagree. One day we'll find a book that one of us loves and everyone really hates, and then we can go at it. Ugh. All right, rate this book. I gave it a B, I gave it an A. I wanted to give it an A, but I couldn't get past the parents, not dead, dead parents, yeah, yeah, adults, adults, the adults. Oh. All right, so if you liked All the Bright Places, maybe you would like to give some other books a try. So we did mention all those other books that destroyed us. Yes. Did, did I – do we hit everything that you recommended? Uh, I mean, Eleanor and Park, Fault in Our Stars, obviously. I mean, I personally did not enjoy reading My Heart and Other Black Holes. That's another one that's about suicide, just to warn you in advance. But it is a read-alike. It's a similar theme. Yeah. I won't I won't get into what it's really about. Look it up. I believe I am the reason the library bought that book. I requested it. Smart. Good <laughs> yeah. for you. I love that. Uh, please ignore Vera Dietz. Anything by Amy King, really. She's just, she's great. Sorry. Shameless plug. That's all, that's all good. <laughs> um, Eleanor and Park was my recommendation. Yes. It's uh, Rainbow Rowell. Yes. Also an excellent author. Yeah, I really love her. Oh. I feel like... I don't want to say she's like the female equivalent of John Green, because I'm not the biggest John Green fan. No, no, but I feel like she writes at such a level, yes. such a high level of writing. It's smart and it's funny and it's beautiful. And every time I have an adult, I'm I write young adult stuff. Yeah. Just to just to throw that out there, nothing that you would know of yet. Yeah, so one day. Time. Yeah. Anytime I get flack for being an adult and writing books for children rather than other adults, it, it writers, some writers, some authors have have a thing where writing for children is seen supposed to be seen as being easy or like less than adult writing, but it's not. It's so much harder yeah. because. Te- Teenagers aren't going to lie to you and make you feel better and tell you your book's great. They need something smart and funny and 
Honest. Honest, yes. Honest. It, I think it's very hard. I think it's very hard. So if you like funny, well, not really funny, but honest. Rainbow Ralph. Yes. Oh. And Eleanor and Park. And it, once again, it's those alternating characters. Yes. And if you're an audiobook person. Oh, the audiobook is very good. Yeah. I, say, I, yeah. Love, I love audiobooks. And um, myself and several other librarians here have read or listened to the book on audio. And it was just, it was lovely. For the record, I am not an audiobook person. And I loved that one. And that, that book, unlike this book, ends with hope. Yes. Positive yes. hope. And it's set in the 80s. So there's that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah. Alexis uh, picked this book, which means I get to pick next month's book. Woohoo! Nothing sad, please. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be sad. Veronica Roth, who wrote Divergent. Well, no, I like Divergent. It was the last one I was about. Yeah, yeah. She, I agree. She started, uh, I'm assuming it's going to be a series, um, but the first book is called Carve the Mark. I don't think, do we have that? Oh, we have it. I have it at home. I checked it out. Yeah. So Carve the Mark is the name of the book we're going to be reading. I originally picked it out because I wanted to see what the author of Divergent would do with her next series. Yeah. And then I became especially intrigued when rumors of racism in the book started. Oh, you were telling me about that. Oh, yeah. So I I haven't read any of the commentary on that yet because I wanted to read the book. And then go there. So I am a little bit excited to to tackle that. We'll see how that goes. I'm pretty excited. We're getting deep. It's getting deep. So uh, thank you for listening to Young Adult at Heart. Um, So much. I'm sorry again for the coughing and sniffling. I'll I'll be there one day too. In a week. Yeah. (laughs) If you're looking for some great reads, uh, visit the library's website, www.camdencountylibrary.org. We have some excellent services like Novelist and Next Reads, which is now attached to our catalog. So if you search for a book, if you search for all the bright places, if you scroll down to the bottom, Novelist will give you read-alike suggestions. I didn't know we yeah, had it's that. It's fancy. Ooh, I learned fancy. something today. That's our new catalog. It's pretty pretty great. I am very excited for that. Well, you know, come into the library and talk to a young adult reading loving librarian. We're a yeah, good time. Come visit us. So on that note, uh, this is Kristen signing off. And this is Alexa signing off. <laughs>